Coming up this week, the Disney fantasy rescues Cuban refugees, President Obama is planning to screw up traffic at Walt Disney World, and for the first time in a long time, we take your phone calls. All coming up. From the Bob Varley studio, this is the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by our Orlando team, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, and Walter Eccles. Dustin West is on the controls. John Magi and Kevin Close are in Italy, and we are not, and we hate them for it. Uh, this week, we're changing up our format a little bit and uh, going to be doing some things differently, uh, including taking phone calls for the first time in a long time which I'm excited about. We're going to actually publish the number on Facebook in a little while and uh, let, people call into the, let people call into the show. We haven't done that in, in eons. Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, actually, what we're, the, the, what we're using is a much less expensive solution than the last time I... <laughs> oh, no, we had like seven phone lines <laughs> yeah. coming in here. And we spent all this money on equipment. and Oh, it was, it was insane. So this is a lot more... And we're so. hoping it works well. We've never used it before. This is going to be the first time that we've used so this. Call in, it'll ring. You'll pick it up. Yeah, it is a, that's the big phone I have right next yeah. to me. <laughs> Diz unplugged. This May is I help not you? the Ellen DeGeneres show. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, we're going to be uh, changing up some things on the show and doing some different things over the course of the next few months. Some things will work. Some things won't. Um, we're not going to know until we actually, I don't know, do it. Yeah. So. Just asking for your, your patience as we stumble through some of this, although last week went pretty well considering we got a lot of new equipment and mm-hmm. real excited about that. Dustin's having the time of his life playing with all the toys. <laughs> it's very uh, organized. I like that. He really is. He's, <laughs> no, it's, it, it goes beyond No, organized. I do. I'm, it's it's <laughs> anal. I like it. He's, he's really, he's like Corey Jr. with that stuff. It's hysterical. <laughs> I try my best. So a couple things in housekeeping. Um, I want to reiterate that June 1st, coming up, our 15th anniversary of the Diz, which uh, we actually recorded an anniversary show with the Disneyland team last night. And that was a great show. That'll go up up, uh, after our anniversary show, which is going to go up, I believe I said June 7th. That's a a Wednesday. I'm going to record it on the 6th. It goes up on the 7th. We're waiting for John and Kevin to come back. Thursday. Next week. <laughs> well, whatever day is Wednesday, whatever normal day it would go up. That's the 6th. Because, yeah. Yes, right? that's correct. Yeah. We're going to record it on the 5th. It'll go up on the 6th. Um, which, interestingly enough, June 6th of 2006 was supposed to be the first day, the first time that the Diz Unplugged went up. The original version of the Diz Unplugged with Nancy and Gordon. But... The date was 6606. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I said, you know, probably not the best day Devil to Devil show. <laughs> you know, the Antichrist show. Uh, so we actually, it went up the following week, which was the 13th. And then uh, I think it was June 26th or the 28th was the first version of the Roundtable show. And, uh, and that was an all-male show. That was definitely right. an all-male show. And... Uh, it was for a while. Mm-hmm. It was for a while until you came on. You came on in November of that year. Well, we did our um, trip to California. We did our trip to California, the uh, the trivia challenge, and uh, after that, Julie became a regular member of the of the roundtable, and then uh, 
I think Kathy, you were next. Yeah, it's about we, the same we, but, time. Yeah, about, about the same, same time, time. Teresa yeah. and Kathy. Yeah, oh wait, they were born around the same time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> twins. Separated. We picked them up from the Cabbage Patch. <laughs> See, it's 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 funny. It, it's funny that I uh, you know I've been thinking a lot about this stuff. You know, as you know, any when whenever the site anniversary comes around. I start thinking about this stuff and I think, oh, it's like you know, a child's birthday. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because, you know, my, my oldest child is 15. Uh, <laughs> my, my, next, uh, my, my next child, uh, Dreams, is going to be uh, 13 oh. in November. Teenager. And uh, my youngest, this Teen show. Teen years are the hardest years I've heard. They are. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this, my, my youngest child, this show, is, is going to be six. That's a sweet age. <laughs> <laughs> really? So... You know, that's kind of how I look at it because, well, I'm crazy. What we're doing, we're going to be doing stuff, um, you know, to celebrate the 15th anniversary, obviously. One of the things we're doing is we're asking people to send in their Diz story. Tell us how the Diz helped you plan your vacation. If you want to send in some pictures, that's great. We'd prefer it if you'd record it and email it to us at podcast at wdwinfo.com. You can certainly send in an email. And uh, as part of the 15th anniversary, we're going to be giving away prizes with these, these stories that we get sent in. If we read it on the show, you're going to get a shot at the prize matron because, yes, next week, ladies and gentlemen, the prize matron returns. <gasps> Yay. Yay. And I. <laughs> Should we practice that again? <laughs> okay. Yay. One, two, three. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so we're really excited. I'm really excited to bring the prize Matron back. And I know you guys are excited. And I have got some incredible prizes going in the prize Matron. I'm taking advantage of the fact that John isn't here to stop me. <laughs> so one of the prizes, the big prize, being loaded into the prize Matron. Yes. An Adventures by Disney trip for two. Oh, wow. wow. Backstage magic, or I think it's Costa Rica, either one. Oh, my gosh. Um, will be your choice. Well, so that's nice. going to be a big prize going into the prize, Matron. We also have some stays at Walt Disney World and Disneyland that we're putting in mm-hmm. there. Uh, lots of gift cards, lots of, no more $25 gift cards. I've done away with those. $1,500 gift cards are what's wow. in the prize, Matron now. Along with some other cool prizes like uh, disboards.com hydro flasks and yeah, other, fun other stuff. cool, neat, fun stuff. I'm going to have to make up like a fake person. I know. <laughs> so I could win some of these prizes. Oh, you see, she's game, trying to gain the system. <laughs> yeah. You got to get a new email address. Yeah. 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 So go ahead and send in your Diz story uh, podcast at www.info.com. You know, tell us, tell us how the site has helped you plan trips. If you've got a story about a, uh, you know, you met your wife or your husband, those are great stories too. Anything inspiring. Anything inspiring. You know, the more you inspire me, the more chances are that I'm going to read it on the show. If I read it on the show, you're going to get a shot at the prize matron. If you make him cry, you might just go straight to the prize matron. Now, if you read it on the show, do they get a t-shirt mug or the normal like it used to be, and then they get a shot? I think we're just going to go right for the prize matron. Okay. That sounds good to me. We have to make up. We have to make up for a lot of lost prize matron time. John's going to have to pay a lot of money. Sounds good. There's going to be another earthquake in southern Italy. No, it was northern Italy. <laughs> no, I meant like I'm talking about where they are now oh, in God Florence forbid. when he finds this out. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You definitely want to tune in for next week's show when John and Kevin talk about their Italy trip because uh, it has been 
interesting. Mm. Um, and I, I guess to use uh, a Disney word, it has presented opportunities. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a feeling that it's going to be a very, very, very interesting show. I mean, they're having a great time, but there has been some there have been some some issues. So we're going to have to wait till next week to find out. Yes, oh, really? you are going to have to sit on the edge of your seat. And fortunately, these nice new chairs. So I was going to say, at least they're comfortable us. seats yes. now. So uh, there's that. Want to remind everybody to please check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. There'll be links to that in the show notes page, along with our Google Plus. And actually, you you're going to want to sign up for Google Plus, guys. Just saying, you know, there may be something coming up where you're going to want to be on Google Plus. So if you're not on Google Plus, get on Google Plus. And if you are on Google Plus, be sure to like uh, Plus One the uh, the Diz. And I know that would make Corey very happy. Yes. And uh, Corey's uh, Corey's working working that that Google Plus page like crazy. Well, all of our social media stuff. Corey's just unbelievable with it. You know, he's he's like a one man band with Facebook and Twitter and. Google Plus. And I've been calling him that for a long time. The one-man band? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we're doing that and want to encourage you to do that. And is Fi- Figaro is like yelling at Dustin. <laughs> yeah. He's like... You're not doing it right. <laughs> he's like Sorry, sitting, sitting at, like at the foot of Dustin's chair just like meowing at him. Um, I think he wants you to like hold him. He knows I'm not a cat person. What do you mean you're not a cat person? He don't like cats. I know. I like that cat. Get out. Oh, please. Get out. Backpedal, backpedal. <laughs> Good try. But, um, yeah, you know, we've got a lot of exciting things coming up uh, in the next few months on the show. Um, we're, uh, we're doing some, we're going to be doing some cool stuff. So just bear with us. Bear with us as we, as we figure out this stuff. I promise it's going to be, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. You're going to love what we're doing. So uh, what else do we have for housekeeping? We ha- we're gonna. <laughs> they look at each other. Because <laughs> I, I thought was, she was gonna start. I was petting the cat. Um, go ahead, Kathy. My mind's gone. We just wanted to talk a little bit about the Give Kids the World event up in Nova Scotia. Teresa and I will be appearing. Appearing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go okay. like appearing nightly. Appearing um, nightly at the Rumba but- Room, the lovely <laughs> Halifax Inn. <laughs> I don't know. But it's August the 11th. And it's outside Halifax. And did you have the name of what the place was? I know. I don't have the name. No, it's a a pub, a little restaurant pub. They've got lined up. And tickets are ten dollars a piece, and they're going quickly. So if you want to see us, or you want (laughs) to contribute to give kids the world, you know. And every ticket you buy, you you get so many tickets to for the penny auction. We're going to have an auction up there to raise money, also. So. And if anybody else has any give kids the world events that they want us to share. Just let Teresa and I know, and we'll mention it on the show. And keep sending in your um, auction items for the silent auction on the podcast, the podcast cruise next month, and this month. No, next right. month. Um, yeah, like, almost this almost. month, but yeah. still next month. And so. we have three weeks away. Two walkers for our Give Kids the World walk on Castaway. Castaway. Only two people. Are Come on, well, people, walk with we us. We asked him to let us know, and when I saw Corey the other night, he mentioned a cool name. It's now the 5KT Walk. 
So, oh, Kathy awesome. And That's so cool. Yeah. So thanks to Corey, we have an official name for our walk. <laughs> and it, it, people, it's not going to be a hard walk. Trust me. No. I'm in this. It's a 5KT. So. It's a 5KT. Yes. <laughs> it's a Which special will. walk. So we're looking forward to it. We're going to have little prizes and all kinds of goodies. So it'll be a good time. Good times. Good, good times goodness. on the island. Yeah, baby. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was a little creepy. We'll throw in the creepy for free. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything else? Anything else for housekeeping? All right. Oh, well, I, I have one quickie. Can I throw it in? Is it sure, absolutely. Um, everybody on Facebook knows I've had the kittens. Um, the kittens have finally moved on to their new home in Delaware. They left Saturday morning. It took them until Sunday morning, about 5.30. They drove straight through. Oh, my. And um, Denise and James Case have all three kittens in their home. The boys still need homes, but they're going to foster them until the boys have a home. Little Gimpy, now Abby, has a home. So we're excited. It was, it was, it's been a fun six weeks journey. And all of our, our listeners that helped out. It was just amazing. With yeah, encouragement. you had a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of support. Yeah, so they're gone. <laughs> and you're hopefully, not, I know you're sad, but you're not really sad because you can't yeah. have that many cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'd be the crazy cat woman. Yeah. So now James and Denise are the crazy cat people. <laughs> I really no, they're great. It. They're great people. We were on the. They were on our yeah. Adventures by Disney London Paris trip last year. They're wonderful people. So. Yeah. I really wanted you to be the crazy cat lady because I was only one cat behind. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're ahead of me now. So. Anyway. All right. Let's move on to the news. Our first news story this week, the Disney Fantasy rescues Cuban refugees. Disney Fantasy rescued four men, all considered to be Cuban refugees, found floating on a small raft near Key West, Florida, this past Sunday. Disney spokesperson reported that the men were provided with food and medical attention, and they are waiting on guidance from the U.S. Coast Guard about what to do with the men once they reach Grand Cayman. It is not unusual for cruise ships to disembark Cuban refugee passengers in ports outside the U.S., as the U.S. has what is referred to as a wet foot dry land policy, which basically states if a Cuban refugee steps foot on U.S. soil, they will not be repatriated back to Cuba. So what they do instead is they drop them off in port in Grand Cayman or, you know, when I was on, when we were on the Oasis uh, last month or a few months ago, uh, we picked up some refugees as well, and they disembarked at uh, Cozumel, and this is uh, what they do. But, of course, this drew attention to the fact that the Star Princess last month ignored. I was shocked to hear that. They just uh, drove yeah. past. They, there was a raft of refugees trying to get their attention, and uh, now there's a whole investigation well, people saw them, right? That. People yeah. that were on yes. this. People they, saw them. They made officers aware of it. The captain is saying that the officers didn't make him aware. Mm. And so that's why it's wow. being investigated. We'll drop the ball did those, there. I mean, do we know if those people survived? I don't think all of them did. I don't no, think all of them they did. Didn't. No. Really? No. No. They've been they've been lost for weeks. So oh it was gosh. it was critical that they be rescued yeah. and they yeah. weren't. You know, it's 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 so sad. It's so sad and actually, you know, this this, this wet foot, dry land policy, um, actually, uh, you know, I think it kind of makes it, makes it worse. These people take chances they wouldn't have yeah. taken otherwise. Because there was a time, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, but if I remember this correctly, that the wet foot, dry land policy was enacted by the Clinton administration after Castro, I guess, complained that we were, re- we, we, we were re- 
we were taking every, if we found Cuban refugees floating, we took them. We didn't send them back. And then under, the, under Clinton, that, that changed where we said, okay, well, if they make it onto dry land, we won't send them back. Right, because they had oh. let loose a lot of criminals. A lot of and felons and things like that. Whoa, wait a minute. They in, were like setting them adrift and we were bringing them here? Yeah. Well, they had in, in, emptied their prison and mental institutions for them to float to America. And at some point they just said, we're getting a lot of undesirable people, so they changed the they, law. Yeah. So, wow. you know, and of course it's a... It's a, it's a big political issue because there is a huge Cuban population, especially in South Florida. And Florida, of course, is a swing state in uh, national elections. And so, you know, that's, that's why that this law doesn't apply to Haitians. This law doesn't apply to other refugees coming to America. There's no, you know, any, any of the refugees coming to America that are caught are sent back. From any other country? That's my understanding. Yeah. No matter where they come from, unless they're Cuban. If they're found, yeah. Well, they, I mean, if they're found to be here illegally, then yes. Or if, like, you know, we find Haitians floating around in the ocean, we send them back. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a good policy or a bad policy. I'm just saying yeah, that is the policy. It's interesting. You know, it's kind of driven. A lot of it's driven by where the Cubans' population <laughs> is concerned. In particular, I think a lot of that is driven by politics because, like I said, there's a big big Cuban voting block in Florida and you know they're up for grabs they used to be solidly democratic for a long time and then the Ilian Gonzalez situation happened oh, where gosh, we sad. sent Ilian Gonzalez back to yeah, Cuba and as a result that really hurt the Democrats with the Cuban population here and they've been you know their vote can't be taken for granted anymore I don't know that that's a bad thing but nonetheless, I mean, all four of these men apparently are safe. Thank goodness for that. And, uh, but unfortunately, they are going to be going back to, uh, going back to Cuba. So our next news story, uh, Disney helps veterans with Job Expo. Last week, Disney kicked off a series of career expos designed to help returning veterans establish themselves in a civilian workforce. Disney launched the Heroes Work Here project in March and has already employed 250 veterans in many areas of the company, including theme parks and the film division. Uh, the company has also been helping veterans with res uh, putting together their resumes and with their job interview skills as part of the effort. Disney says they plan to hire 1,000 veterans over the next three years. Yes. I think it's yeah. awesome. Because, you know, this is something they don't have to do. Yeah. Right. Okay, this is not one of those things where if they don't do it, they're going to be embarrassed yeah. or... They're going to have all this pressure put on them. Uh, this is just a really good thing to do. It, yeah, it's hard enough for these guys and, and men and women that come back adjusting to you know what we live every day. You know they've been in a war zone for sometimes many many years on their different tours. I can't imagine coming back and trying to to fit back in. But having someone help me would be awesome. Well, yeah. Disney's definitely stepped up this time because that's that's so helpful. But they but you know what. <clears throat> They usually do. Yes. They yeah, usually that's do. That's true. I mean, you can't criticize them about their community service work. You no. can't criticize them about their their philanthropic work. Um, and you can't, well, maybe sometimes you can, but for the most part, you can't criticize them on being socially conscious. And this is one of those examples, I think. It's, again, you don't, they, this is not something that if they didn't do it, 
they'd be like, you know, lambasted and all this other stuff. It just nobody would think of it. Mm. I hope other organizations step up and yeah. do the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That any opportunity you can find to help employ a veteran coming back from especially a veteran coming back from uh, Afghanistan or Iraq. Mm. And it's part of what we have to do. It's part of what we have to do. You know, these guys are, like Julie said, guys and men and women coming back are going to have a hard enough time adapting. Some of them have a very hard time adapting. But, and part of that is that, you know, the unemployment rate among veterans returning is more than double the national average. You're talking about a 20% unemployment rate. Well, it's the least we could do for what all they've done for us. Exactly. Exactly. And when you think about it, the, you know, these men and women are so incredibly well trained. You know, they have been, you know, in, in so many different areas that there should just be, uh, uh, companies should be fighting each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To hire them. Right. Wherever possible. Companies, it's, you, you're talking about discipline, you're talking about education, you're talking about training, you're talking about working under the most <laughs> difficult conditions and doing it well. I think not having the pressure like about finding work when they come home, because a lot of them have families to support and take care of, and having somewhere to go where you know that these people can help you and get you a job, that would relieve so much of their stress. Well, there's also the fact that there is a percentage of the military who live under the poverty line. Mm-hmm. That's unacceptable. Yeah. That's just unacceptable in and of itself. Not one of these people who has dedicated themselves to this. Well, I don't care if you ever saw action in theater. If you put the uniform on, you've made yourself available for that. Mm-hmm. You've given up something. You've given up a part of your life. So whether you actually went to Iraq or Afghanistan or not doesn't matter. You put the uniform on. And you've made a sacrifice for your country by doing that. The least we can do is make sure you're not living below the poverty line. I mean, that would be, you know, you'd think that would kind of go without saying. But I don't think, there's, I, I've said it before, there's just, the, the country, there's, there's no such thing as doing too much for veterans, for people in uniform. There's no such thing as doing too much. They deserve our support. And I think, you know, this just really makes me feel even better about Disney when I see stories like this, that this is what they're doing. So good for Disney, and let's hope that, uh, let's hope they hire even more than a 1,000. I was kind of thinking the same thing. <laughs> you know, wouldn't that be great? And our final news story, President Obama will be visiting Walt Disney World in June again. The president will speak at a three-day Latino leadership convention on June 22nd at Disney's Contemporary Resort, Alternate transportation plans for guests have not been announced yet, but guests can likely anticipate some detours in getting to the Magic Kingdom. President Obama spoke at the Florida theme park in January, and Disney went to great lengths to ensure the park would not be too crowded. Extra entertainment options, including special fireworks, were added at the other three parks to draw people away from the president's location. In addition to the president, Republican presidential hopeful, Mitt Romney will speak at the convention as well. Romney's presentation will take place June 21st. Uh, 1,000 Latino public officials are expected to attend the convention. As I said earlier, this is a big, 
It's a big voting bloc. This is an important group of people. So you've got you know the president and and Mitt Romney. I you know we say the hopeful Republican nominee. I think it's I think the jury's back in on this. He's the Republican nominee. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think today we're recording this on the 29th. I believe as of today he will have all the delegates he needs oh, to secure okay. the nomination. So I think we can just call him the Republican nominee. But God bless the president of the United States. But when it comes to Disney World, it really, really, really screws up traffic. It really wasn't that bad when Obama was here in January because I, that morning, I'm there like, no, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not yeah. going. And then everybody on Facebook is there like, you have to be here. So I'm like, okay, I have to go to Magic Kingdom to see, you know, what they're, how they're going to handle the president. And I thought it moved quite well. Except like they clo- like when he was approaching, they closed down the monorail, and then when he was departing, but Disney had that down like they do this every day. So yes, there were some delays, and I would allow extra time, but it was so cool just knowing that the president was in the area. I think a lot of people were like, okay, I, I mean, I think if, for that. I think if like it's it's something like if you want to try and see the president, if that's something that's important to you. Then go ahead and head to the magic, or, you know, head over and, well, I don't know. He's, he's not actually going to be in the magic. Kingdom. No, he's, he's going to the contemporary, contemporary. So you're not going to be able, it wasn't, because he did that, that, that speech from the magic kingdom right. in January. Right. So this is a little different unless you're, you know, a Latino leader. But they're still um, probably going to close down the monorail, you know, like oh, they're when, gonna he have was, to. when he arrives and when he departs. And, you know, that day they had extra buses and extra boats running back and forth. So, oh, yeah. You oh, know, the security. The it's sec- one of those stories, you know, that doesn't always happen at Disney. So I, I thought that was sort of cool. Well, I think the last time a president spoke at the, at, at the contemporary was Richard Nixon when he gave his "I'm not a crook" speech. Really? Um, yeah, that's where he gave that speech. Oh, yeah. you're making that up? No, no, I'm not no that's that true. Richard Nixon mm-hmm. made his, you know, the people, the, the people want to know their president is not a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. He made that speech at the mm-hmm. contemporary. At the happiest place on earth. <laughs> How did that? How did that come? I don't remember. I don't remember. I just, you know, I was very young, but I remember reading it in um, uh, Spinning Disney's World. How uh, interesting! Yeah. Wow, that, uh, I didn't see that. Charlie coming. Ridgeway's book. Yeah, yeah. And he was the he was the PR guy for Disney at the time, and he wow. he wrote about that. That that was hmm. you know that was one of those moments in his career. That uh, I think it's exciting. The president's coming, and I, I'm sure Disney and, is going to be doing something to, you know, counter the monorails being down. They're gonna, I don't want to say make it an adventure, but they're they're gonna do something so that people's minds are diverted over here rather than they got stuck in traffic because the president came. I'm yeah. I'm sure of it. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. But uh, you know, it's just good to warn people. That, oh yeah, you know. President's June, right? President. Well, you, actually, you, you've got, you've got. I don't think it's going to be as bad for Mitt Romney, but uh, as the front runner, he also has. The minute you become front runner in the primary, you automatically get a Secret Service detail, and by then he will be the the nominee. So, I mean, he will have a Secret Service detail as well, which means certain security protocols. I don't think at the level they do for the president, but certain pr- security protocols will be in place when he's here as well. So. 21st and the 22nd of June, if you're in town, be aware of that. Plan accordingly. And we will have listeners here because that's yep. just days yeah. before the podcast. Oh, I'll be that's out. right. I won't be out there. I'll be packing. 
<laughs> actually, actually, I'm going to be over at. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'll be over at the Polynesian. We're going to be doing uh, another one of our reviews with a couple of listeners. So that adds a whole other element to the podcast and, uh, and <laughs> adventure. I, and I hope the Secret Service. When I did the the one in January, there was one security area that I saw that they needed to tighten up. So I hope they tighten it up. I won't ask what it was. We I shouldn't, think, we I shouldn't think talk I, about it. I think I, I blogged about it, but I came home. I was upset by what I saw. All right. What was it? When the president left, everywhere in Magic Kingdom, they had everything blocked off, and you couldn't get anywhere near where you needed to be if that's where Obama was supposed to be. They had Secret Service agents all over the place. But then when it was time for him to leave, I had gotten in my car and was over by the Richard Petty, you know, area. And there was this guy that I had talked to on the way out that I thought was a little bit strange. That I was I was concerned with the way the guy was talking. And they had kept everybody back from the roadway and you know how when you're at the Richard Petty experience and there's that road that comes down and eventually goes by the Hess station right there was nobody there and this guy happened to walk up and he was right next to the road so for all the things that had been going on all day this guy was you know like from here to there from Obama's car in the motorcade and I'm sure you know that you know, the motorcade's, what, 20 cars long or 15 cars long, however long it was. But there was nobody out there. This guy could have had something because he was carrying his bag with him. Mm. And it just, it you know, you I, strange. I took yeah. a picture of the guy in case something wow. would happen. That was smart. Just it really because smart. it mm-hmm. just seemed so out of place from how the whole rest of the day had been. Okay, so, well, that's, that's, that's odd, being yeah. observant. That is, for sure. That's being observant. You know, I have to believe... You know, and maybe this is naive, but I have to believe that the Secret Service has that all under control. You know, I have to know. Well, that's what I thought, too. And this was just like a glaring, unless they were all hidden in the trees or somewhere, (laughs) there wasn't anybody up there. Especially monkey. Yeah. Yeah. In their camouflage. Maybe he was the president and it was all an elaborate disguise. Oh, that's wow. deep. Well, I have a picture or of weird. the president <laughs> in his car as he went by. Wow. <clears throat> so. All right, then. Well, maybe that wasn't really the president. Maybe that was like a body double. And this oh, guy you were talking Lord. to was really the president. <laughs> I think Dustin's on to something. <laughs> I'll wonder a good movie. Yeah. You think they found the Obama double on Hollywood Boulevard? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we saw Jesus on Hollywood Boulevard. I saw Jesus get turned away from a church on Hollywood Boulevard. No, seriously, we're in a hotel, and we were looking out at the Renaissance. You look out over, I guess it's Highland, and there's a church there on the corner of Hollywood and Highland. And there was, you know, there was Hollywood Boulevard Jesus (laughs) going up. He goes, he walks up. I'm watching from my hotel room. He walks up the stairs into the church. And then, like five seconds later, they got two guys walking him out. Jeez. <laughs> oh, he might have been there begging for money or something. You never know. Or just how he introduced himself when he walked in. Yeah. Poor Jesus. Poor <laughs> <laughs> All right. That will do it for the news. We're going to move on to Roundtable Rapid Fire. Who would like to go first? I will. Julie Martin. Um, 
we were shopping at Downtown Disney this past week, Taylor and I. I haven't really, like, I, I've looked around in most of the new stores, but I haven't really bought anything. So we were in Apricot Lane, which is a little more expensive. But um, I found something on the sale rack, and she found some things that she wanted. So when we got to the checkout, I asked if they would give a discount, um, either Florida Resident or Annual Pass. They do um, Annual Pass Holder, 10%, which is, I mean, it's better than nothing. It's absolutely what I said. And then she also told me, she's like, if you're a Florida resident, she said, we do specials and, and run deals if you sign up for the email list. So I signed up for the email list. And um, so far, I, I did get one um, little deal. It was like a Memorial Day kind of thing, but I wasn't over there. So I, I'd say anywhere you go, if you are an annual pass holder, always ask. Always ask. Always Definitely. ask. And, and Florida resident, too, because if she hadn't told me that, I would have known. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea they gave Florida resident. And that discount. that goes for um, like in the bakeries and stuff too. Don't mm-hmm. just yeah. yeah, don't just anywhere. Yeah. But I just know that that's kind of a new place, so I just wanted to make people aware of that. It's cool. Thank you very much, Julie. Walter, for me, Fear Factor replaces the Wild Wild West stunt show that ran at the Universal Studios for many years. Similar to the TV show on NBC, you will catch contestants compete in several physical demanding stunts. And unpleasant challenges. Okay, so they're bringing on. it back. Yes, it used to be there. Yeah. Okay. Because well, yeah. I know it used to be there, and then what? They brought the Wild Wild West stunt show back. And then That's yeah, then it went away, and I didn't know what it was. But it's and back. now they brought Fear Factor back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. This was posted today on our site, so it's hot off the presses. Okay. This sounds like time. You know. Sounds like time warp. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It, uh, before the show begins, the producers will select several children from the audience to help with the challenges. Uh, it said, don't worry, you won't be forced to drink anything gross. Okay. No, you won't be forced, but you might be asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, it said the six selected participants are introduced to the audience and then put through a var- variety of physical demanding challenges until only one contestant remains. There's also a part of the show where a few audience members will get a chance to experience drinking a pretty disgusting concoction. Mm. Mm. I mean, I saw it a long time ago. It said, keep in mind that you must be pre-selected before the show to participate in any of the challenges. Just see an attraction host Mm -hmm. for instructions on how to sign up to participate. And you sign away your life. (laughs) They literally, they give you... waivers. There's a ton of waivers that you have to sign before you can be part of that that show. They probably make sure you're in good health, too. Yeah, I mean, they do some really messed up stuff. Yeah, you'd have to. Well, they just, you know, they dump spiders on your head and you eat. Like, There's no way I would do that. Like, Teresa, no, should we go sign up for drinking the disgusting stuff? Yeah, that's right <laughs> up my alley. I think I think uh, Kathy and Teresa would, should be made to do it if Ooh. they if they get like ten thousand dollars in donations to give kids the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> Teresa and Kathy have to go do Fear Factor together. Sounds like oh fun. god. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, there was always like roaches crawling on people and spiders and really snakes. Well, that's Florida. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, really. That's that morning. Backyard in Florida. <laughs> All right, thank you for that, Walter. Kathy. Disney is going to have the Highland Games over at Epcot June first to July eighth. It's in partnership with the movie Brave that's mm-hmm. coming out on June twenty second. They're going to have kids games like Mine caper toss, the cake toss, the haggis flip, and archery. Okay, do you know what haggis is? I love haggis. Yeah, it's ground up. It's disgusting. It's It's good. It's it's like intestines. It's stomach, isn't it? Stomach. Yeah, it's like like the innards of a sheep 
all put into its intestines. You know what? You're eating the muscle. It, it's all good. I like it, I guess. Good for you. Gross. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want it every day, but, you know, after it cooks and you mm. cut open the little bag and it all bubbles out. Oh! <laughs> I feel like eating some innards. <laughs> mm. That's like people in Louisiana, they eat chitlins. Oh, my oh God. God. What are I chitlins? Know. That's pig intestines. Pig intestines. That's uh, the they're same fried. Concept. It's fried up, though. Well, you, no? I don't care. I don't know. It's still nasty. It's you know what? That's nasty. Any part of the animal, some people would say, you know. Waste not, want not. Yeah, right. Well, and the, 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 the best Cheese. part of this at the, the games is they're going to have a tent for the parents with free Wi-Fi Ooh. in a park. They're wow. going to have free Wi-Fi. That's, that's something new for Disney. That's very interesting. I think you should be watching your children. Interesting. <laughs> Do you have to bring your own haggis? Or are they going to... I don't know. They, they didn't say. So I guess we need to go check that out, too. Can Teresa eat the haggis after she flips it? No, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, someone else touch. You love haggis. You just told us how much you love. I haggis. do, but I don't want someone everybody touching my haggis. Everybody listening. Everybody, <laughs> everybody listening. Send your haggis to Teresa. She loves. We have it. had a listener send. I know we right. have, and it was. But now I want. Delicious. I want a hundred of them. Sending Coffee. you all this haggis. So you can have haggis. some every day. Yeah. For the rest of share your it life. with the family. Haggis meatloaf, yeah, right. haggis burgers. You know, it's funny that you talk about the Wi-Fi in the parks because it can't be far behind. Right. It can't be far behind. It really can't. Yeah, the way um, they're rolling it out across property, it only yeah. makes sense. I mean, but they're gonna. You know, the, the other thing is that if they're gonna do it, they've got to make sure it's relatively fast. Right. That it makes them look bad when they give out free Wi-Fi and you're basically on a dial-up modem speed of connection. <laughs> yeah. Standing on a bench holding your little phone up in the air. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not the only person that does that. H- hanging from Walt's statue. Okay, I got it. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you, Kathy. Teresa. It's a small world collection of La Sports Sack debuts at this summer um, for your next beach vac- or vacation. Disney Consumer Products and La Sports Sack announces it's, it's a small world collection set to hit shelves this summer. Um, legendary ar- artist Mary Blair. The collection of tote and shoulder bags combines brightly colored prints and the whimsical look of the famous Disney attraction. It's a small world. These are adorable. And what is Le Sportsac? Um, they're a big bag designer, but I think aren't they international? Le Sportsac. They are, and it's, it's. Uh, I think it's an option to the Dooney bags because it's a lot cheaper. It's, I was a, just it's a different. Say. It's a fabric bag. Yeah, it's not 20, leather. Twenty-eight to hundred and forty-eight dollars. Yeah. So. Um, Gwen Stefani partnered with them when she was designing purses mm-hmm. too, and I have one of hers. That's the sports. It's a nice little bag. I've got it's one. An, it's a nice quality Sturdy fabric. Bag. It's so what they're doing is they're trying to expand on the popularity of the Dooney and Bork mm-hmm. bags. Mm-hmm. That you know, so if people spend three hundred dollars on one of those, you're gonna bet that people are gonna yeah. spend a lot on. If oh, you yeah. if you want to see pictures, uh, Nicole Mancini did a blog on this. It's on our website. Oh, she's had all the different pictures of the bags. They're adorable. I, I haven't seen them. I have to look. They're absolutely adorable. So it's awesome. a nice option coming this summer. Excellent. Park near you. All right, that will do it for a rapid fire for this week. And that will also do it for this segment. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn mess. <laughs>